Hey, VIP listeners, before we get started with today's episode, I want to give a huge shout out to our annual user conference, Accelerate, powered by NetView. Registration is now open, and this is the Independent Channel's most highly anticipated annual conference. Accelerate 2021 will be all virtual and will run from May 18th through July 1st with more than 200 world-class peer-to-peer education sessions, product announcements from Vertifor, and huge networking opportunities. There will also be a carrier week, so you carrier listeners out there, be sure to check that out. The link to registration is in the show notes, and I hope to see every one of you there. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about the industry with some of its biggest influencers. From technology, trends, and current events, if it's happening in insurance, you'll hear about it here. Make sure to tune in every week and join in on the conversation with us on social media at Vertifor. And now, here's Rick Fox. Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast, the VIP. I am the host, Rick Fox. And today, I am, uh, I'm really excited about this guest. I, uh, I am one of the proud owners of his most recent book. Uh, we work together, our, our, our businesses are, uh, we have a relationship, a partnership with his organization. And there's a lot of really cool stuff going on. So uh, first and foremost, so let me just say, Matt Massiello, book author of the agents, or Insurance Agency 4.0. He's also the CEO of SIAA. Matt, welcome to the show. Glad to have you, man. Yeah. Hey, Rick. Appreciate the opportunity. Thrilled to be here today. I count Matt also as a friend and just somebody that's out there. And, and if you either have or you should read the book, you'll know that he is out there evangelizing for our independent channel and trying to move, move us in the right direction, keep everybody competitive, not only in the way he runs his business, but obviously if you read the book, you'll understand that. At this part, of the show, I always have you kind of tell us your journey, Matt. But before we do, I'm going to Tarantino this one. We're going to, I'm going to bring up the end of the story, or as some might say, the new beginning of the story. And then I'll have you tell my journey. But first and foremost, there's been some fairly large news out in the last couple of weeks uh, about your organization. Tell us all about it. Yeah, great. Appreciate that opportunity. So uh, it is a super exciting time for uh, many of us here at SIA personally, as well as the uh, organization as a whole. Uh, uh, In March, at the end of March, we actually signed a uh, a relationship, signed a deal with Odyssey Investment Partners out of uh, New York City uh, to invest uh, in SIA in our business, uh, along with some of us. Uh, on the management team. Um, and so uh, it's sort of fun for me. I've been here for three decades, uh, almost three decades at this point, and now have new uh, new co-investors and new partners, if you will. You know, we've been operating the organization, uh, the business model since the, the uh, early 80s. Uh, we went national with SIAA in 95. And here we are now sort of recapitalizing our business, if you will. And, you know, it's pretty interesting uh, whether you're a, I guess I consider ourselves a small business still, but smaller or medium-sized business, or whether you're a a smaller or medium-sized independent insurance agency, perpetuation's real and perpetuations are things that need to be uh, worked on. And so we're excited about the fact that after my father spending 37 years in this model and 60 years in the insurance industry, including starting his own agency, uh, that he has the ability to now move on uh, and retire. And we've uh, perpetuated SIA. We've recapitalized the business. 
Um, every day we focus on helping independent agencies be successful. And we, we have now positioned the business for to do it for another several decades uh, to help ourselves and to help the agencies that we support around the country. So we're super excited. Um, you know, we've had the same mission statement for years, which is dedicated to the creation, growth and retention of the local independent agency. And as we get into talking about the book a little bit, you'll see where and how we actually amended that mission statement just a little bit and added uh, dedicated to the creation, growth, retention and the evolution of yeah. a local independent agency. And yeah. so uh, it, it fits into everything, sort of the theme that we've been, uh, the drumbeat that we've been beating for several years about the, the opportunity for independent agencies. Well, uh, congratulations, Matt. I mean, it's such, it's, such a, it's such a great thing when people in our industry, good people in our industry, organizations like SIA are able to, you know, I guess for lack of a better term, take it to the next level. And that's what this feels like to me. I've worked with you, working with a lot of your uh, thousands of agencies that you have that, that work with you and the ability that you've given them and given the, the industry to kind of just press forward and, and, and you just hit it, evolve. That's the key. Uh, so quickly, 60 second version. How did you get here? You said third, I mean, this, I mean, talk to us just quickly about your journey, but 30 years, I mean, I'm looking at your picture right now and you look like you're 34. So you started <laughs> when you were four, I guess, right? Hey, well, none of us updated our profile pictures during the pandemic. So that's right. Um, we talked about this. <laughs> that's right. That's right. The one with the white beard and the long hair, I, I took that one down. So uh, yeah, look, I, I started uh, in the early 90s uh, here working up in New England with this sort of weird model that my father had come up with, as I said to you before, he started the organization uh, where we were just working with local independent agencies. I came on board, I think we had 28 member agencies um, in New Hampshire, maybe a couple in Massachusetts, Vermont and Maine, but predominantly New Hampshire. Um, and I started working in that model in the, uh, in the, so that was early nineties, uh, in the mid nineties, we started SIAA. So I stayed focused, uh, working here in the Northeast. Uh, we developed SIA, uh, over time, I became the, uh, CEO and, and president of Sand Group, which is the original model for SIAA mm -hmm. and sort mm -hmm. of did a little bit of everything. I've done everything from recruiting to operations, to member services, um, sort of a, a jack of all trades in the business model. And then I spent... Uh, about a decade as SIA's chief operating officer during our really our, our big growth times when we were working with carriers and working with our our master agencies around the country. So I've had a hand in in all of the systems and all of the processes and all of the relationships and and so forth. So uh, it's been a great run. It culminated with becoming CEO a couple of years ago, uh, and now obviously positioning the organization to move forward. So a uh, lot of great experience, a lot of great people helping along the way, and and like I said. Excited about sort of the, the new journey we're about to go on. Full steam ahead. I love it. All right. So let's shift gears. Um, again, congratulations, Matt. Um, it couldn't happen to a better guy. Couldn't happen to a better organization. Uh, lo love what you do. Love what your organization does for the independent agent. And that's a great segue into your book, Insurance Agency 4.0. I read it literally. I mean, I read it in one sitting. Because it's not, it's not like a 500 page novel. I mean, I'm looking at it right now and it's, it's just a, it's just a bit over hundred pages, right? Like just, that's right. And, and what's great about it is we know, I mean, I was an agency owner, you've been around it. Our, our people, they're busy. They don't have time to sit down and read, you know, uh, Anne Rand's one of her books. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Like we, we need to get in and get out. And what I love about the book is it's, it's easy to read I have dog dog eared or whatever you call that pages where 
you can just, and it asks questions. There'll be like three questions with areas to answer questions. So I don't, I, I, like, I'm a huge fan of the book. I'm a huge fan of what everybody should be looking at, which is things like this book. So what I want to do, I'm, we don't want to give away the farm, but I want to, to tease them. I want to give a few bite-sized chunks, kind of your take on some things that are in that book. And then at the end, we'll tell everybody where to go get it. And then I am highly recommending everybody go get this book, read it. If you own an agency, get it for your staff. These are things they need to know and the things they need to hold you accountable for as an agency owner. All right. So first and foremost, your perspective, future of the industry. Talk to me about that. Yeah. You know, I say this all the time, whether I'm writing or, or blogging or, or speaking or, or whatever, this is simply the most exciting time to be an independent insurance agency. Yep. We've all heard for decades about the, 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 the death of the death spiral of the independent agency. And while our industry from a number of agencies is getting smaller, um, it's just a great opportunity right now. By the way, the, the number of agencies is getting smaller, a lot of it through merger and acquisition. But on the mm -hmm. lower end, we are seeing a lot of agencies get started and we're seeing the number of people that work in the agencies increase as well. But it's not the independent agency that has come under a threat of extinction. It's the exclusive agency. And so one of the reasons why I think it's really exciting time to be an independent agency is as exclusive agencies retire and they sell their books back to their, their, their mothership or, or the exclusive carriers don't replace the agencies in some of these communities, it creates a vacuum. And it creates a vacuum in these communities with clients that are used to having a local agent. Uh, they see the value of an agent. The clients don't know the difference between an exclusive agency or an independent right. agent. So independent agencies have the ability, one, to go in and fill that vacuum. And I think that's a, a just a huge opportunity for us. And the carriers recognize it. The carriers, especially the multi-channel carriers that can sort of weigh and, and balance uh, their, their three sort of main forms of distribution, direct, exclusive, and independent, they see the value of the independent agencies for the type of business that we write. And so I just think it's it really is literally just the most exciting time. And, and you just don't hear anybody talking about us being dinosaurs and going extinct anymore. I mean, we, we've got a good run, but there are some things that we have to do. So true. Talk to me about your thoughts on personal lines, maybe even small commercial lines. Just sort of what does that look like as we go forward? I want to get your opinion on that. Yeah, I'll take personal lines first, and I actually get in a lot of trouble for this this conversation. You know, as I, you know, we we, we as in, you know, my day job at SIA, first and foremost, provide access to carriers, and we'll travel around the country over the years and and talk to our agencies. And inevitably, I'll have somebody come up to me, usually at a reception when the beer's in my hand, and and say, <laughs> "Hey, I, I I joined you so I could access more carriers. Why can't you help me compete with XYZ Direct Company?" And and uh, my, my initial response is usually, well, how much do you spend on advertising? And they don't like that question. And, and my next response is, look, if somebody else is spending $2 billion targeting a certain uh, class of personal lines business, why are you fighting over your weight class? Um, right. And so, so from a personal line standpoint, I actually believe there is some business that belongs in the direct channel and we should let it go there. And it tends to be the business that some of us as agencies have written over the years that is model line automobile, it is lower limit, it is low retention, it is high service, 
Uh, it is lower commission if we write it with our, our, our standard and our preferred carriers. And so from a personal line standpoint, I do tell agencies, don't worry about the direct response. If somebody is that price uh, uh, sensitive, let them go because they're going to leave you anyways. But what we really need to be doing is focusing on the, the people in our communities that have assets. And I, and I don't mean high net worth. I, I'm talking about just, you know, not even mass affluent. I'm talking about people that the term I like using now is... Um, uh, high agency value clients. They're valuable to our agency because they have multiple policies. They're sticky. Maybe they own another small business in town, but they want an agent. They see the value of an agent. They want their insurance taken care of. Uh, they're adding assets to their portfolio. And so I think that personal lines business is a great opportunity for independent agencies. And as I said before, a lot of that is written in the exclusive channel and, and we can claw some of that exclusive channel market share out of there where there's, there's no surrender to the direct channel. Let them have the, uh, uh, the monoline low limit automobile, we ought to be going after the stuff we want to write in our communities. So I think the future is very bright for personal lines. Um, I, I'm a little frustrated that we haven't taken the market share that I think we can take, but I also think you'll start to see that change in the next couple of years. Uh, in small commercial, you know, we own as independent agencies, the, the commercial lines market space in general, but, but certainly as those of us that operate in, in local communities, you know, we own the small commercial market space as well. Um, but there's a lot of business of that business that is written with the exclusives. Actually, the, one of the largest right. small business writers in the country is an exclusive company. Um, you know, we provide choice. We provide the appropriate services. And so we've got to get more efficient in how we write small commercial. And there's technologies that are coming up around that stuff. Um, but but there's no surrender on small commercial. That independent agencies ought to not just continue to own it, but ought to own more of it. All right. So that kind of talks a little bit about some opportunities. But anything else, any other threats, opportunities for, for the as we speak about the future of the industry? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, I, I sort of come up with a list of threats. And it's funny when I talk on, on this stuff, I have uh, four main threats, right? One is growth of direct to consumer, which we just hit on. The other one's multi-channel carriers. Um, uh, many agencies see that as a threat. I think it's an opportunity for us. Uh, Omni-channel products. So as carriers mm -hmm. start to move to a single platform mm -hmm. uh, and then insure tech. Uh, and so I actually pivot the discussion when I talk about this. And I actually tell folks, I think those are not threats. Those are opportunities. I, and I'll just hit on omni-channel really quick. Uh, you know, I think omni-channel where we do business with carriers that have a single product, a single system uh, uh, across all of their forms of distribution. I believe that for the clients that we want to write as independent agencies, we will be more successful in omni-channel uh, because it levels the playing field across the forms of distribution. So I think a lot of the threats right now are, are opportunities for us. It just depends on the lenses that we look at them through. Here's my recap of the future of the industry. The, the future is bright. That's what I heard you just say. Like, the, like the, everyone should be excited. Everyone should be ready. I think where, where I always get caught in this is to your point where people are saying, why can't I get that customer? Why doesn't this work? Or what about those people that are coming to take my business? You just have to be a little better now, right? I mean, it, this is an evolution and everyone has to kind of come bring, bring their game up. But if you do, then the opportunities are limitless. Is that fair to say? That that is that is absolutely true. That's cool. absolutely true. And I and I think we go out in our communities and in, in our whether it's a digital community or it's a physical uh, geographic community, we should be going out and getting the customers we want that our carriers right that we know we can be successful on and not worry about the stuff that doesn't work. All right. Another thing I loved about the book, we t you talk a lot about digitization. So. Let's shift into the digitization of an agency across, let, let's just kind of talk about marketing, operations, sales and service, kind of 
kind of give me how that all ties together uh, as, as it relates to the digitization of an agency. Yeah, no, and, and you just hit on it, right? So the, the theme that we take is just what you said, which is marketing operations, sales and service. So it's not one dimensional when we look at the uh, digital aspect of an agency. And I, and I brought a group together back in mid 2019. And what I, I wanted to do, I had this great idea. I said, let's build sort of an infrastructure or uh, an uh, exoskeleton of it, what we think the agency of the future is gonna look like, and let's take it out to agencies. And as we started to do this, and we're in a room surrounded with whiteboards, we realized a couple things we, we should know better. Um, when you've seen one agency, you've seen one agency. Uh, and so every independent agency is going to be different. Uh, independent agencies are mavericks. That's why they're successful. The thought of creating sort of one thing for folks to follow simply wasn't going to work. And the operations people in the room started talking about one thing and the marketing people started talking about another and the service people said, boy, if we could do this. And so it really caused us to step back and say, all right, um, we just need to find or, or provide a path for agencies on the digitization, but we can't tell them how to do it. And so we actually held an event uh, back in, in 2000, September of 2019 called IA Evolve, where, uh, and you guys were all participants, yep. where we yep. brought in uh, vendors and speakers and companies, and we all talked about the future of evolving independent agencies. And so we're trying to get independent agencies to understand that there's a lot of different things they can do. And when you go through the book, very early in the book, I actually asked the reader uh, in one of the question sets to write down how they define an independent, a digital agency moving forward. And then at the end of the book, I asked them to write it down again and compare the two. Uh, yeah. Because it is it is very different. And we're not telling agencies they have to reinvent themselves. We're not telling agencies to get rid of their storefront. I mean, you know, that sign in the Little League outfield, uh, that is still viable. Right. Uh, your storefront is still viable. You're an important part of your community. But what we want you to do as independent agencies is take digital capabilities and plug them into what you do well and make and make them even better. That's what we're really trying to do. Well, I think what you're doing, when I, as I read through the book, is you're saying, okay, let's just sort of blanket, see what you think you are. And by the end, you go, okay, now do you see where there's room to, where, you, where you're good, where you need to get better, and where you need to start right now updating and, and evolving. And I, I love the way that that was put together. Again, the book's called Insurance Agency 4.0, and it, it, it's, it's more of a workbook than a, than, than a book. And, and I, I just believe it should be sitting on every principal's desk in every office in the country. So, um, all right, this, is, this one, I love the, the next point I'm going to make because it's something I always talk about. It's sort of, it goes along the lines of people and the people. And, and, and I always say that I talk to people and they're like, well, if we go digital or if we automate things, we're going to lose that personal touch. That's not the case. People matter. Talk to me about that. Yeah. And, and not only are you not going to lose the personal touch, you're going to have better personal touches. Amplify it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. And so, you know, throughout the book, I tell everybody, it all starts with people. Um, we have to have empathy, whether we're thinking of our customers or our clients, or whether we're thinking about our own staff, but we have to take a little bit of time. And, and I love that you said that the, the staff should read the book. And I challenge the readers, especially the principals to let the staff read it and let the staff yes. answer the questions themselves, because they have a different view about what our 
our agency may may look like, but they need to understand that we're not doing change for change sake. This is this is going to benefit them, but we should empower the staff. You know, there's a lot of great, really smart young people. I am not a digital native, um, and but but I've I'm surrounded with digital natives in this business, right. and so the digital natives in this business they look like our employee of the future, and they look like our client of the future. And so if we've got a bunch of these digital natives working in our business, why wouldn't we include them? And so as principals or managers, we need to show some leadership in change management. We need to find our early adopters and our cautious observers and get them on board. Unfortunately, if we have detractors, we do need to move on from them in our business to evolve our business. But it's a, it's a great opportunity for us to engage, you know, not to be stereo, not to stereotype, but it's a great opportunity for us to engage the younger folks in the agency and let them help provide the solutions instead of us that are digital natives trying to provide them on our own. And what else is interesting about everything you're talking about is you've, you've given two or three like kind of like pain points. Like one is detractors in your, within your organization and, and moving right. on from them. One is not writing certain business when everybody thinks I got to write everything. Like, like you're really taking a kind of a holistic look at how do I change? How do I evolve? We keep using that word, but it's, it's, it's just the perfect word. How do I evolve from the agency that I was in 2015, 2018, 2021 to the agency I need to be in 2025 and 2030 and, and beyond? And, and some of those decisions are tough, right? I mean, some of the things, like you said, move. you might have a staff member that's been there for 20 years, knows some of your biggest accounts, has that tribal knowledge or insurance information in their head. And they might just not be right for your culture moving forward. That's a hard thing to go through to say, sorry, we don't write monoline uh, SR22 business in our office, even though you, you're going to write us a fairly large check because you have to because of your driving record. Like those are hard things that people need to take the time. They need to have the gospel in place, which is things like the book that they can, that they can kind of uses their foundation to cha for change and then they're champion for change. So again, like I, I made it obvious, the book is, is going to put you on the right path to taking your agency to the next level, to the next, whatever that level is, whether that's just, you know, updating things or making it more uh, interesting for younger talent or getting like what Matt's going through, getting ready for perpetuation in the agency, whatever it is. All right. So Last point, because I could go on doing this the whole through every chapter, but we want to leave something on the bone, right? Um, but the last thing I want to hit on is the, the is sort of the battle that that goes on, not only internally in people's heads, especially at the management, leadership, principal level, but sort of now you see it waging that war in articles and podcasts and things like that. But service versus sales, your take on that. Yeah, you know, so this goes back to that culture comment that you made. Um, look, uh, we we have to create a culture in insurance agencies of a sales and a business development culture. Uh, we cannot be organizations that are staffed for service. And I'm always a little careful with this because agencies will say, well, you know, my, my, my customers still call, they still want me to provide service. And so we're not denying that they want you to provide service, but as agencies, we have to be thinking about the calls you're not getting. If agency VAs or self-service capabilities or uh, carrier service centers, if a lot of their activities are in the off hours, that should be telling agencies 
there are people that want to do it themselves or they don't want to do it at, at 9.30 on a Tuesday morning right. uh, and going to visit their agency. I think the bigger part of it is, and, and, I, and I talk a lot about agencies being an advisor and an advocate. So we're an advisor in the sales process. We have to tie together digital capabilities to educate the consumer and to build trust with the consumer online and through our website and through social media. But we're still going to advise them when it comes time to buy the policy. There's, there's a lot of great things out there that talk about millennials, for example. Are, are actually becoming uh, huge users of agents. They want to deal with a mm -hmm. person. Yep. But if we're spending all of our time, you know, making sure we have the right VIN number and doing changes and issuing ID cards and processing payments, that's not service. That's clerical work. And that can be done through your AMS. It can be done through the carrier system. It can be done through an agency VA. And so what, what we're really saying to agencies is you've got to create a sales culture. You've got to create a business development culture. Uh, you've got to be willing to provide multiple channels for service, including being an advocate when you need to be. Uh, but we got to give multiple channels of service, avail make that available to the clients and free ourselves up to have better conversations and more productive conversations. It's not, hey, Rick, I saw you bought a car this weekend. Let's make sure I have the right VIN number. It's, hey, congratulations. I see you bought a car this weekend. It looks like it's all set. I double checked. You put everything into the system right. By the way, now let's talk about that umbrella that we've been talking about yes. for all these years. Love right? That. We're not we're not checking the boxes. We're, we're simply, we're providing the service as the advisor and the advocate that we're supposed to provide. And that's what I'm really trying to get agencies to, to understand here. Uh, service and retention is incredibly important, um, but you can do more business development development and sales to accomplish that goal. Okay. So if you learn nothing else from this, and if you're one of the four people listening, that's not going to go buy this book, <laughs> um, it's advisor and advocate. Is that right? If I learn that's nothing it. else, then that's who I should be. I got something out of this podcast. that's extremely valuable to my agency and to my, to my evolution. So if nothing else, you got that, which I, I love that, Matt. I mean, to me, that is like, that's the gold. Those are the nuggets. Those are the things because you, we, you know, I know we talk to agencies all the time. They struggle to get out of their own way. They struggle to figure out how to get started. Like dip it. They're, they're, they're not even, some of them aren't even dipping their toes in change. Right. And, and the way you frame it up gives them so many ways to sort of, you know, like just get into the deep, the, to the shallow end of the pool, like just start this by doing that. And if you simply just went to that mentality, of advisor and advocate, you're, you're, you're winning. So I think that's great. I, like I said, I would love to keep going. I'm going to, I'm going to cut us off because you want more, you want the rest. They're all, they've go all get got the their, book. their, uh, their that's keyboards out right now. They're going to go order it. Where do they get it? Hey, I couldn't be more simple in how I did this. Just go to Amazon and plug in insurance agency <laughs> 4.0. Um, you're welcome to go to my website, mattmasiello.com. There is a page there uh, on the book as well, if you want a little bit more information on the book. And you pointed out throughout the book, there are worksheets. Uh, there are sort of tests you can take to see how your agency is doing today. Uh, there's a worksheet to create a SWOT analysis. All of that information is on my website. website. Uh, everyone can download it for free. It's available to anybody that wants to go in there and get it. Whether you buy the book or not, I just hope agencies use some of this stuff to get a little bit better. Well, and the cool thing, Matt, is you know, and I know, unless your name's like John Grisham, you didn't do this to make money. You did this to help our industry. So thank you for doing this. All of you out there, I am telling you from having read it, knowing Matt, knowing the words he's put into this, this is something that will help your agency. I am not making this an advertisement, but literally this is something that can help your agency. Matt, my man, 
Thank you for being on with us. Congratulations on all the great stuff that's going on. And as always, we appreciate you and thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thanks. It's always great to catch up and thanks for everything that, that you and many others are doing throughout the industry to help agencies move along. It's, uh, it's great to see and, and uh, I know it can make a difference. So again, always great and thank you. You're welcome, Matt. Thanks. And, and you can get Matt on LinkedIn as well. Make sure you're following me. He always shares great content. And make sure you and I are connected on LinkedIn because we are um, always going to give good content, always going to tell you when the podcasts are available. Make sure that you're sending me direct messages, any questions you have that we can put on our Ask Rick episodes, uh, any guests that you think we should be on. Once again, make sure to go get the book, Insurance Agency 4.0. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Also go to vertifor.com, go to the resources tab, click on podcasts and subscribe there. We give bonus content and great stuff through that portal as well. Best of luck to all of you out there with this new book and the new energy that you hopefully got from Matt, and we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast, and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, and if you enjoyed this episode, share it on social and spread the word. Don't forget to join in on the conversation and recommend future guests by messaging us at Vertifor.